Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Picastanis. This is episode 48, season two. Uh, we have an interesting show coming up, but first, uh, we'll go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Chewel's Sugarless Gum. And here is a commercial from 1984. What's Jules got other sugarless gums have not? Smack dab in the middle, smack dab in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the gum. Is the secret to Jules sugarless fun? A delicious sense of filling where all the dab none. Smack dab in the middle of the gum. Smack dab in the middle. Jules with a delicious scent of filling for extra juicy flavor. Other sugarless gums are missing. Smack dab in the middle of the gum. Is the secret to Jules sugarless fun? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Chew Sugarless Gum. Um, I posted a photo of that about a few days ago on my social media accounts, and that brought back a lot of memories to a lot of people, and they do remember this gum. And This was uh, similar to Freshen Up Gum. Uh, they don't make that anymore, as uh, I heard about a couple of years ago, and Chew's is gone as well. But Chew's uh, Sugarless Gum, they used to play this commercial in the early days of MTV. And uh, according to some sources, that was uh, played during the first couple hours of MTV's debut on August uh, 1st, 1981. And uh, it had a very catchy uh, jingle, smack dab in the middle, smack dab. I like that. I totally forgot about this. I really did. So I'm glad I found it because I mentioned this gum on my previous podcast episode on the candies that I used to eat uh, when I was a kid during the 70s and early 80s. And uh, so why not post a, po- uh, post a photo of that uh, on, on Twitter and my Facebook account? So that was fun. It was uh, fun to see. Okay. Uh, right now, I will talk about three things today on this special podcast episode. Uh, first off, I will talk about the Black Orchid nightclub. Uh, this was an interesting place in Chicago back in the fifties, nineteen fifties. I have some his- I found some history about this place, and it's very interesting. Uh, that opened in nineteen forty nine, and it. Uh, it was located on 101 East Ontario Street, right on the corner of Rush Street. And uh, it was uh, Hugh Hefner used to f- frequent that place. He was there all the time. Tony Bedded sang there, uh, which he announced he's going to retire. Uh, he's not going to tour anymore or sing because he has Alzheimer's, which is very sad. And uh, that club... It was also a night uh, restaurant as well. So, in according to some sources, uh, Johnny Ma- singer the the excuse me the singer Johnny Mathis got his first break. He was discovered there, 
and then he recorded a lot of uh, classic songs. Uh, I don't know if he's still uh, touring or recording. Probably is. Uh, my favorite songs of from him is his uh, Christmas songs, and they're they're wonderful. You, you hear them uh, on the radio, or you can play them on your um, your MP MP3 player or on your computer. So he was uh, he's wonderful. Anyway, uh, the own the, the founding owner of the club. His name was Al Greenfield, and he sold the club to, in 1956 to Paul Raffles and Pat Fonticcio, and uh, and also a, another man named Bill Doherty. And uh, so he uh, he sold this. Uh, Mr. Greenfield sold it so he could be near his ex-wife who he married in 1943 and he remarried in the 1950s and, and he remarried her again. So, you know, that guy, he was, uh, you know, he, I guess he couldn't stay away from his wife. So that's kind of funny. And, uh, those three people, uh, that I mentioned earlier, Miss, uh, Raffles, Fanticcio and Doherty, they own a, a hotel called the Cloister Sin at 900 North Rush street. Well, do some digging on that uh, uh, hotel. Maybe do a podcast episode about that place. And uh, before Mr. Greenfield, before he opened the Black Orchid, he was partners with someone named Milton Schwartz. And there were four, uh, they owned four cocktail lounges. One was called the Rumba Casino at 222 North State Street. The Capitol Lounge was on 167 North State Street. Uh, the Hollywood Show Lounge at 87 West Randolph Street, and the Brass Rail at 62 West Randolph Street. So they go into a lot of places, you know, a lot of places. Uh, so uh, the it was a very popular place, but then they had to file for bankruptcy. I don't know what happened exactly. So uh, so that was the, that was sad. So. Uh, so uh, Mr. Greenfield, and then, you know, he died uh, in 1984. And then uh, there was Mr. Ruffles and his wife, they gave, they gave up the nightclub business, then they moved to L.A. And then they, I think they fled, you know, not to avoid uh, taxes and all that. It was probably a mess, you know. And uh, there was also... Uh, a manager, his name was Benny Dunn, and he was called the King of the Rush Street, and he was a former comic. And uh, he managed the place, you know. So he probably entertained and managed. And uh, and then uh, then he became a publicist for Hugh Hefner at Playboy, at Playboy magazine. And then um, that when it closed in, um, in 1959... Two other black orchid places opened in Chicago. They were unrelated. And uh, let's see. I forgot where it was located. Uh, one was located at 69th and Racine in the South Side in the 60s. And then there was a new black orchid place. And that was in Piper's Alley at 230 West North Avenue. It opened in 1999, but it closed in 2008. So, uh, so so that's a very interesting history of that place. But I did find a menu of that club. 
And I posted it on my social media accounts and it had some interesting uh, items. Uh, like, for example, they had sandwiches. Uh, one was called Demonical Steak Sandwich. That sounds good. Uh, they also served uh, pancakes. They had uh, all kinds. So they had blintzes. Uh, they had ham and eggs, bacon and eggs, anything you want, which is unusual. Maybe, I don't know if it was open during the day or breakfast time, but, you know, a nightclub is always open in late afternoon. I'm scared, excuse me, late afternoon or in, in the evening. Anyway, uh, let's see. Some uh, dinners they had were french fried crab ringer, fingers. That sounds good. Shrimp cocktail, uh, marinated herring. Uh, also, soup, soup du jour, like most restaurants have. Uh, they also had steaks, like I mentioned, uh, pepper steak. They had... Uh, uh, fresh Dover sole, whitefish, prime rib, uh, New York cut sirloin, filet mignon, uh, butt steaks, chopped sirloin. Um, uh, they had uh, something called this was very interesting and it was called broiled French lamb chops a la menthe. That sounds interesting. Uh, pork chops, Maine lobster, and they also had, um, I think it was some sort of fish. Yeah. Pompino Amandine. Uh, that sounds interesting. I don't know if they serve that anymore. Also, <coughs> excuse me. Also, they had the regular side orders: potatoes, vegetables, salads, uh, dressings for that. Uh, they had uh, desserts, uh, all kinds of cheeses, um, camembert, Roquefort, uh, Swiss, anything you want, and beverages. So that that was an interesting. Uh, Nightclub, you know, I didn't, I never knew about this place, and so I found it fascinating. To uh, I love posting menus on my Facebook page, uh, Man of Chicago Land, and also on my Twitter account because uh, those menus back then some were very decorative, you know, very pretty. And Chicago had a lot of places to eat, and they still do to this day, you know. But uh, it's fun to look at them, and it's fun to post, and people like it. Okay. Next thing I will talk about is, uh, let's see here, I will talk about Tony Esposito, and uh, unfortunately, he passed away on August 10th, and he was uh, 78 years old, and he died of pancreatic cancer, which is very sad, so I I had no idea he was sick, so I'm not much of a hockey fan, but I do remember him very much when I was growing up because he was uh, he was talked about during the seventies and eighties, and uh, he was a, he was a goaltender for the Chicago Blackhawks and uh, he played for fifteen seasons of the of the Chicago Blackhawks. That's a long time, and uh, his jersey number was 30, 32, I think. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what his uh, jersey was. If I'm wrong, I'll correct myself. So excuse me. And anyway, so he he uh, also his brother Phil played. He played hockey as well. Uh, he's still alive, thank goodness. And uh, they were born. Both of them were born in Ontario, Canada. And uh, Phil played. Uh, he played for the Blackhawks, uh, but not much. He played uh, four years, then he went to the Boston Bruins, and then he went to the New York Rangers. Uh, 
And uh, so that's uh, that's an interesting career. And God bless him for that. But uh, Tony, uh, I posted a photo of a hockey puck that was from the uh, Sporting Goods store Sport Mart, which a lot of people remembered. And uh, also a lot of people, I noticed, they posted photos of him. They, met, they mentioned his memories. They met him at, when he was signing autographs at stores um or any events like that so uh he's from what i heard he was a very nice man you know he loved his fans and uh he only played one season with the montreal canadians and that was in 1968 to 1969 and uh so he retired in 1984 which was, I think I remember on the news when they mentioned it at the time, and uh, he the, he was giving a great applause. And uh, so that was, uh, that was interesting. And uh, interesting, his, uh, his hockey jersey was wearing, uh, was worn by Dana Carvey in the movies Wayne Wor- Wayne's World. You know, I never noticed that because I've seen the movie, you know, but I never never pay attention to that and uh so from what i've gathered you know he was a wonderful man and it's a shame he passed away but uh so i posted a, a profile photo on my uh profile on the uh on my facebook uh profile i keep repeating profile blah 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 <laughs> didn't mean to you know i'm sorry i'm just being nervous uh so it's a real shame about him. So I remember seeing him on Channel 9, WGN, when they showed uh, hockey games. Most I remember on Saturday nights, and they used to replace uh, Creature Features. You know, they always had hockey games during the season, sometimes, you know, during the week. And then, uh, then it moved to Channel 32 in the mid-'70s, and I remember that. And that was a big deal. You know, it uh, made the station very popular. Okay. Okay, next thing I will talk about is, uh, this is very um, unusual. It's about Greek restaurants that I remember when growing up on the South Side. Um, Some, they were like banquet halls and uh, also diners and a combination of both. So I'm going to think of a few that I remembered. Most of them were live in Oakland, Illinois, the which where I live now. And uh, but at the time I wasn't living there, I was living in Chicago on the southwest side near Bogan High School. And the ones I remember in the 1970s, uh, first off was the Golden Age restaurant, and that was located on 95th Street, uh, not a little west of the Christ Community Hospital. And they used to have um. A banquet hall. I remember we went to a lot of weddings and baptisms, and uh, it was it was a nice place. You know, uh, there are menus out there. The Oakland Public Library has a few. If you check them out online, and uh, that was around uh, most of the seventies. It was there, and then uh, it was another another place took over, and I forgot what the name of it is. I think it was an Irish bar or something. And then it tore it down, and now it's a Burger King. So, <laughs> well, that's uh, that's the end of that. So, uh, but a lot of people that I go to church now, and when I was a kid, they remember the place fondly, and it was it was a nice place. And uh, the other place I want to mention was across the street. It was called the Paragon, 
And the Paragon restaurant was next door to the hospital, Christ Hospital. And uh, I went maybe once or twice, but the, the the last time I went there was when I graduated from the Vrye Institute of Technology in May of 1986. And uh, we were my whole family was there. They saw me uh, receive my diploma, and my I don't remember what happened, but I think my uncle was with me. He suggested we go to the Paragon. And I said, eh, well, why not? We'll go there. So we did. And uh, it was a very nice place. I remember I ordered this fancy cocktail just to celebrate. I don't drink, but at the time, I drank a little bit. And the funniest thing is my mom, my mother was curious, and she took a sip of it. <laughs> it was hilarious because she, she's not a drinker. No, no, no. She hate, doesn't like alcohol. And uh, so it was, the food was good. And I, I remember one time on WGN Morning News, Robin Baumgartner showed a picture of her and her family exiting out of the Paragon restaurant, which was hilarious. So I, she she does remember that place. So And I posted and she posted about a few years ago, and I posted it on my Vanish Chicago and pages on my, on my accounts on Facebook and Twitter, also on my website at the time. So it, they tore it down, and now it's a big parking lot. And uh, Christ Hospital has expanded all over there. They got so many parking garages, parking, and they've expanded the hospital. So it's huge. You know, that hospital is so big. It's a nice hospital. It's very, you know, because I was born there. Uh, me and my brothers and, and I, we were born in that hospital. And uh, so that's about it for the Paragon. Uh, another place I want to mention was Banana Steakhouse. And that was another uh, well-known, famous place in uh, Oakland. That was located at 94th Street and South Cicero Avenue. And it opened, I believe, in 1959. That was one of the earliest places. And uh, it was there for years and years, probably through the 60s and 70s. Until the early days, and then it turned into cappuccinos, cappuccinos, I think it's called. It was it was only there for a little while, and then uh, I think they either tore down or now it's now it's a bank over there. Because I, I went there a few times, passed by a few times because there was a FedEx uh, office there. I used to uh, maybe fax a few things or um, send a package. So I uh, used to pass by the restaurant, which was at the Coral Plaza, where the Coral Theater was. Another place gone. Beautiful place. Uh, let's see what else I remember. Uh, another restaurant in Banquet Hall I remember was the Delphian House. And that was located on 9- West 95th Street and 78th Avenue in Hickory Hills, Illinois. And uh, my church and... Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Um, a lot of graduation ceremonies from my school, Correa's Elementary School, was held there. And there was a lot of weddings, a lot of baptisms. I attended a lot of events, a lot of functions. They had fashion shows, anything. And the food was good. I remember um, they had a wonderful salad dressing, you know, like Thousand Island. And when I, I went to a wedding and they brought that on the table, you put, it's circular. You had all kinds of dressing. It was awesome. It was delicious. And uh, it was a restaurant there. It was called the Coffee Pot. Now, I remember the Coffee Pot restaurant was in the Roseland neighborhood at the Roseland Plaza at 115th 
Street and South Michigan Avenue. And it was there um, in that plaza. Also, there was a DeCoven drugstore and a national food store. And I'm trying to think, what other store was there? That's the only thing I can remember. Uh, there were other stores. And uh, so the coffee pot was there at the Delphian House in Hickory Hills. And I think it was owned by Deliani's. And I think they owned the property there. And uh, both of the owners have passed away in the 2000s. Or no, like early 2010s, I believe. Uh, 2000s, I think. Uh, because uh, I know the family. I've heard of them. And they did attend there are. They attend our, my church. And uh, so it was a fun place. And it's a shame they tore it down. But now it's, uh, then there was, an, they were trying to open another restaurant when that closed. But uh, something happened to the owner. He passed away. And that sat idle for about, it seemed like 10 years. They just left it there. And then um, now a, uh, there was a, now it's a dealership, like a car that sells cars there. And then. That occupied the, that occupied the place now. Thank goodness for that. And uh, also across the street from the from the place is a, a produce market, which my mother frequently frequently shops, and uh, she always goes there, maybe once a week. And uh, across the street they have uh, new restaurants. They have the Prime Time, which is nice, Lust Brothers. So that's that's good to know. And uh, I'm trying to think of other places. In, oh. Of course, I remember. Now we have Fields Restaurant, and that one was located at 104th Street and South Cicero Avenue in Oakland. Uh, I went there a few times for, for a wedding and a baptism, um, but that particular event that I went there was I when I graduated from Bogan High School in June 1981, a friend of my mother suggested we go there for dinner, and I said, oh, okay, we'll go there. And we did. And so that was a nice, so it was very nice. Food was good. And uh, that place had a lot of entertainment. They had a lot of famous folks that uh, sang, told jokes. Uh, the only couple people I can think of on the top of my head that sang there, probably Steve Lawrence or, um, I don't know, maybe Tony Bennett uh, performed there. I One comedian that did perform, a couple comedians, excuse me, I think Buddy Hackett perform stand-up and also frank gorshin who played the riddler on the tvc's batman they performed very well but uh right now fields restaurant i i could be wrong but i think it was sold and it turned into a blockbuster video store that was there for a long time and then blockbuster went out of business or closed before that and now it's an autozone store so it's a shame so a lot of places are gone a lot of Greek places that I remember dining, you know, and uh, attended events. But there's still a few around in the South Side. Uh, for example, there's a couple of Greek restaurants now. One is called Kefi. That's um, located in Palos Heights. Wonderful food. It's a nice place. Uh, I went there about a couple of weeks ago for a funeral luncheon. And the other one, they just opened a new one. It was about a year or two ago called Thassos. It's near my uh, church in Palos Hills. That's a nice place too. So, uh, but with the pandemic, uh, it affected their business. So, hopefully, they'll stick around. I hope so because we, they need our business. Okay, so uh, that'll be all for today for this episode. 
Uh, I'm glad you join. You can join me for this. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Um, a couple of things I want to mention. Um, episode 50 is coming up soon, so I won't mention what what will it be about, but I will mention about that in the next episode. And uh, also, September is Bozo Circus Month. I will do something special with that. I will uh, make a video. Write a story on my blog, vanishchicagoland.blog, and also do a podcast episode, maybe one or two, about Bozo Circuits, about uh, about the my memories of watching that show and a little history of that. And that should be a lot of fun because uh, that show is a Chicago institution and it is not forgotten. People miss it so much. Okay. So this is uh, Picastanis with episode 48, season 2. Today's date is August 14th. Uh, tomorrow is uh, my name's day in the Greek Orthodox Church. That is called the Feast of the Assumption of Mary. And it is my name's day. Anyone who celebrates, their name is Pete, uh, which is my Greek name is Panayoti. Also, anyone named Maria. Uh, or Mary, or or uh, Panayota, which is like Patricia or Pamela. They all celebrate that day. I know a lot of people by their names, so it's going to be a busy day. You know, sending them, you know, happy names day to everybody. I know a lot of people. Okay, so uh, that would be fun. Oh, and one thing, I will be going to church to celebrate my name's day tomorrow. The first time in two years, ever since uh, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. I couldn't go because I was recovering. So I'm a little better now, but uh, wish me luck on that. I think I'll be fine. Okay. So, uh, like I said before, that's today's show. And I will leave you now with Ray Rayner saying goodbye. And here's bye-bye from me. Take care, everybody. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye for now. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.